All right, Justin. I don't know. Just sing a song. I got nothing on this one. Uh, I don't know any King Kong or Godzilla raps, but I do know Donkey Kong's rap. DK, Donkey Kong. He's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. He's finally back to kick some tail. His coconut gun is gonna hurt. Cause if he shoots you, it's gonna spurt. He's the first member of the DK crew. DK. Donkey Kong is here. <laughs> there you go. Why does it sound like there's too much innuendo in it for a kid's thing? <laughs> Why is there talks about guns and squirting? <laughs> Coconut gun, man. No, that's not good. <laughs> I mean, Justin, this is a family-friendly podcast. Oh, is it? You can't be saying that shit. Like, because when I say things like shit or fuck, it's in a very family-friendly way. Oh, I see. Yeah, like the way I say it doesn't sound explicit. It just sounds like, you know, something family say. We're not here to talk about guns and squirting, you pervert. But it's DK. Yeah, which all of them, since they're all Kongs, are all weirdly related, and he was trying to get with Candy Kong the whole time. It's gross. <laughs> hey, man. If, if the, my favorite Kong is Donkey Kong. I don't, yeah, King Kong would never win that vote in my book. Donkey Kong could probably beat King Kong. Donkey Kong punched a moon into someone. That's how he beat his boss in uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns. He he got shot up to the moon. He went, hmm, I know what I can do. And he punched. I'm not making this up, people. You can look it up. He punched a moon into something, and that's how he defeated it. He punched the moon, and the moon hit the th the thing that he was punching it towards. So, yeah, DK could beat King Kong. You heard it right here. All right, now you're out your goddamn mind, dude. <laughs> I mean, come on, Justin. You know that ain't true. Hey, man, he's the first member of the DK crew. You know what the, you heard what the rap said. That's the first member, man. Can't beat that, man. Can't beat DK. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cutting you off now. We're doing that song. Cinema Slayers. 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 Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Justin, just Justin this time. And we are going to be kind of continuing on from an episode we did a few years back when we talked about Godzilla King of Monsters. So it's just natural that Justin and I would come together and talk about that Godzilla versus Kong. We will talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with this episode, or with this movie. We will go spoiler-free, give our recommendations and scores, and then go into a more spoiler-centric section with time codes in the description below for you to help, you know, for it to be easier for you to follow along. So with all that, Justin, what are your spoiler-free thoughts about Godzilla versus Kong? All right. Okay, G versus K. Ha, GK. That's really close to DK. Um, anyway, uh, this, I mean, this movie was, 
I mean, I guess I kind of fell somewhere in the the middle of this, maybe. Like, you know, I, I didn't hate this movie, and I can't say that I love this movie, but there are moments of this that I think are entertaining or funny or everything like that. Um, I do think that this is better than King of the Monsters. I think that uh it's just a classic example of less is more. I think that because there were less monsters and there was less stuff kind of going on with the humans and stuff like that, and there was more focus on the Kong versus Godzilla confrontation and, and, and just the fact that they really do deliver on the fighting and the special effects. And it is more about that than it is um, some of those other things. The I think that helped this. I think that kind of helped the narrative of this. The movie also seems very self-aware. There, there, there are parts where the dialogue is definitely like you get the indication that this movie knows what it is. And rather than trying to take all of these serious turns with the with the human actors and stuff like that, I, I just felt like they settled more for comedy. You know, they, there was a they added characters and that's pretty much what those characters were. Um, so I, I think I felt like this was although I have a ton of problems with the narrative, I do feel like the narrative was more focused than King of the Monsters. I felt like in King of the Monsters, there was so many monsters and so much going on. And then there was all this stuff going on with the humans. You couldn't really invest much in anything. I think some of the changes that they made here, making the monsters a little more integral to the story made this a more entertaining movie. And 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 don't get me wrong. You know what you signed up for with this. The marquee says Godzilla versus Kong, which means that you're not coming to see a heartwarming story. You're not coming to get life lessons or to find out what their allegory is for, you know, does Donkey Kong represent evolution and Godzilla represent um, us going back to a more primitive time and is it you know is it a man versus nature is it evolution versus that's not what this is nothing philosophical about this it it the marquis says godzilla versus kong and i will say this they do deliver in the fighting department the fights are exciting the visual effects are good um and i do think when it came to the fighting they did make the right decisions in that regard the the right person quote unquote wins the but they're able to um save face with both of your iconic characters despite that and then I think that the showdowns um are worth the price of admission even though the weakness of this is the 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 storytelling and kind of some of the human narratives in it but not only was it weak, there was less of it in this, so I was I was more okay with it than I was in the last movie. So overall, yeah, this really is just popcorn entertainment, and I think that that is what most people wanted going into this, and I do feel like for the most part, that is what it delivers. You get good fights, 
it, you know, there are some funny characters and some funny parts with them. It's cheesy. It's nonsensical. It A lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense. And boy, I can't wait to discuss that in detail. But, um, but what it needed to deliver on was the fighting, and it does deliver on that. The, the fighting and the visual effects are almost worth the price of admission alone. So, yeah, I fell kind of uh, towards the middle with this. I didn't necessarily like everything about the story, but I could appreciate the fighting. And I do think that they did kind of at least do both characters justice in that regard. So, yeah, that's kind of where I fell on it with this. I think saying this movie is a popcorn entertainment movie is an insult to popcorn and an insult to entertainment. <laughs> um, while I do agree with some of the things you said, like for the most part, I liked the fighting sequences with the monsters up until the last fight. I didn't like that one. And it has a lot to do with a lot of the plot points that they, they had leading up to that. And then when the fight happened, I didn't like the way that, that that broke down. But I mean, honestly, for me, though, this was to me was a continuation of the same failures and the same problems as King of the Monsters, because King of the Monsters had some good fighting sequences when they didn't show you stupid fucking people faces and just let you watch monsters fight. I think that they did deliver on that. And I think they delivered on it a little more than this one did because I mean, they kind of really, really spread out the fighting in this. And I, so to me, I don't know if it's worth the price of admission just for the sheer fact that it's, I feel like it's rather lacking in this. I mean, while King of the Monsters was overcrowded in almost every sense of the word, it had a billion fucking monsters. It had a billion fucking people and it went what felt like a billion fucking hours. It's only 20 minutes longer than this movie. And while they stripped back a lot of that, you have less monsters and you have less people. I think they still followed the same formulas, though, when it came to doing a lot of stupid people things whilst having some monsters fight in the background. So much so that, like I said, I feel like this is just a continuation of that same problematic formula. Now, from what I've read, a lot of that might have to do with Warner Brothers because they wanted to cut the runtime down to under two hours. So to do so, they made this like a solid hour 56, you know, barely skirting under that. But they cut out so much stuff. I wonder if a lot of the story problems are fixed in the full version. I mean, this movie has just a cameo by Lance Riddick. How the fuck do you have Lance Riddick cast in your damn movie? And then ultimately, due to cutting decisions, he is relegated to a fucking cameo. It's disgraceful. And to me, just shows the types of problematic editing that they had when they cut this movie down. I think the story in this is probably one of the worst stories to happen in a kaiju movie out there. It has so much, like laws in its logic and i understand what you're probably thinking right now sterling this is a monster movie you have to suspend some logic you do you absolutely do and i understand that but when the movie presents me with facts well in universe facts for itself and then kind of just plays loose with those doesn't give any actual relevance to them 
and just kind of plays, you know, loosey goosey with it all. It feels disingenuous to even tell me some of these fucking things. And it feels like a fucking mess. And I think to add insult to injury, one of my biggest problems in the last movie was kind of how they handled Ghidorah in the end. You know, it's the second movie out and you've already lost your King Ghidorah. And then in this movie, without giving it away yet, they add more insult to injury with the Ghidorah death. And I am not happy with that. They made it worse. It'd be like if in like, what is it? The movie we just talked about, uh, Justice League. If they added part of the story that somebody was like carrying around the bone spike of Doomsday on like the end of a spear because that's what killed Superman. You know, they took one of the worst plot points of Batman versus Superman and they just added it into the next one. It's that type of thing in this. And it just hurt my soul that these people show such little respect to a fucking king because he is King Ghidorah, arguably one of Godzilla's most nefarious foes. He's right up there with Space Godzilla. And I know what you're also probably thinking, Sterling, you just said Space Godzilla. If you've watched the movies, you understand that Space Godzilla and like Ghidorah are some of the only villains that Godzilla rarely, if ever, beats by himself because they are that formidable. And this movie just shits even more on the legacy of Godzilla movies of the past. And I'm not even one to typically be wrapped up in nostalgia. But one of the things I know is these Godzilla movies have been going on for decades for a reason. And that's why I don't necessarily even feel like they are truly nostalgic. Just because it's been a nonstop thing for decades. They just still release shit. They are still doing it in Japan. And this movie just takes decades of storytelling and reverence, covers it in ranch dressing and ketchup, because those are the two worst condiments I can think of, eats it, and then just shits it out. And then takes that, puts more ranch and ketchup on it, and then eats that, and then shits that out again. And that's what they're doing to the legacy of Godzilla. And I'm frankly, I'm hurt by it. I'm hurt by it, Justin. I'm hurt by it, Cinefans, that they just keep doing this shit. Ready to move on to recommendations and scores? Yeah. Yeah, I just really want to get to spoilers if you can't tell. I, I see that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Recommendations and score. All right, Justin, what you got? Do I recommend it? Well, if you've been following the other movies and stuff like that, I mean, sure. I mean, why not just finish this and see what the continuation is? I mean, all these movies have been building to this showdown, so it'd be weird to not to have watched all of them up to this point and then not watch what they were building to. So, I mean, almost by merit of finishing it, if you're of a finisher, you obviously are going to want to see it. Um, and, and I stand by kind of what I said. I think that if you want to see two big Titan monsters throw down, I think that there's plenty of that in this movie. They give you, and like I said, when I compare it to everything that was going on in King of the Monsters, I think cutting everything, you know, I, this one is kind of different from the 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 Snyder cut or the Justice League comparison to me. 
I think that cutting this probably was the smarter decision. I mean, because I just felt like the stuff that annoyed me, there was less of it here than it was in the movie before it. And the stuff that was was that was better done was the stuff with the monsters. And because there were fewer of them, you could kind of focus on them more. I just think by merit of that, this came out better than that one. So I just feel like, um, but the fights were fun. I enjoyed the fighting and the visual effects of this are really amazing. I mean, like, I think some of the better visual effects I've seen this year, you know, so it delivers on that part of it. And that's really all this is. It's a mindless entertainment romp with just two monsters going at it. And you get plenty of fighting. You get a nonsensical story that they that they know is nonsensical. You get the sense that this one is more self-aware than the last one. I really got that sense. So if you're going to tell me you're stupid and be self-aware that you're stupid, then okay, then I will accept some stupid. So that's how I felt about it. Like, uh, it felt like the movie knew it was stupid. And so, I mean... Okay, well, if you're telling me you're stupid and you know that you're stupid, then I mean, I guess my only argument is, is that you should not have been. But honestly, I don't know if that really would have helped this or made it better. I mean, this premise is already kind of just crazy as it is. So and I can't speak from a longtime Godzilla or King Kong fan or anything like that. I'm, I don't know about the lore. I'm not even going to pretend that I understand or know about all that. I've seen some of the Godzilla movies, but I haven't seen all 50 of them. I've seen some of, you know, I've seen a lot of the more recent King Kong and some of the older uh, Kong movies, but I haven't seen all of them either. So, I mean, I'm not really that guy to uh, compare and contrast and know this from that. All I know is that I enjoyed the fights and I laughed a a couple of times at this movie. And to me, that was good. That was enough. I mean, honestly, I walked in with lower expectations than that. And at least I got some good fight scenes and I did laugh at some parts. And there were some parts that I thought some of the acting and some of the connections that some of the people have with the monsters did work for for the story that they were trying to tell and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it, it was entertaining enough to check out. And if you're looking for just a mindless, again, back to my analogy about the healthy diet of movies. Sometimes you need a movie that's going to be good and challenge your ideals and ask questions and things like that. And sometimes you just need to watch some dumb shit that's just dumb fun. And that is very much what this is. This is not for somebody looking for something great or philosophical or Oscar worthy, but this is very much for somebody who just wants to have some dumb fun for under two hours. So that's where I stand on it. I, we're going to go with 65 um, <laughs> hollow land worlds where the gravity is reversed, and then it is, and then it isn't <laughs> out of a hundred. <laughs> I wish this was dumb fun, Justin, but to me, yes, it was dumb, 
And no, it was not fun. I had no fun <laughs> with this. I thought it was joyless. I, You keep saying it's funny. And when we get to the spoiler section, or that there are funny parts, at least. When we get to the spoiler section, you're going to have to tell me what they were. Because I literally do not know what you're talking about. I, I keep thinking about this movie. And I cannot imagine when you laughed. I know there are parts when they think that you should. I just don't actually pe- picture anybody laughing at them. So I really do want to know what some of these parts are when we get to that. But, I mean, I'll put my recommendation this way. Our co-host Heather texted me this week saying, hey, even though she hasn't seen any of the other ones, she was like, hey, is it worth watching this one to maybe still be on the episode with the perspective of not watching them? And I said, no, it's not. But I'm like, if you really want to go ahead and do that, you know, it's totally up to you. I mean, a lot of people do like this. It's got like, 70 or 80 something around tomatoes like people like this one it's the number one watched movie on hbo max this beat out the snyder cut you know and all this other stuff i was like so a lot of people are watching it. a lot of people are wanting to watch it you know watch it if you want and then yesterday she texted me saying she just didn't like she kind of just felt the same way it's the same reason why she hadn't watched any of the other ones this isn't this isn't her cup of tea you know so she still didn't watch it so i'll put it this way yeah, that's how much I recommend this movie. Sure, or not. I say not. But if you want to, sure, watch it. <laughs> but if you don't, then don't. I feel like if you want to watch this movie, you probably already did. Because I don't really see... I think this is one of those movies I don't think you can be on the fence on. You know what I mean? There are those certain movies that you either want to watch or you don't. I don't really know of how you can be on the fight. Like the fence on, do you want to see some monsters fight each other? Yes or no? It really boils down to that. Or, I mean, I guess the other question you can ask yourself is, do you want to see somebody like a movie make the worst casting decision ever and relegate the amazing Lance Riddick to a mere fucking cameo? If you answer yes on this, go fuck yourself. But then also, I guess, watch this movie because that's what it does. I'm really bothered by that, Justin. It's Lance Riddick. How do you just cameo Lance Riddick? Yeah, he didn't appear till late in the film. And I was like, uh, why is he just now? Because I saw his name in the opening credits. And I mean, he was he wasn't in the movie until deep in the movie. And I was like, man, if this is where he is. And then he didn't do much at all. And I was like, why was he in this? <laughs> I mean, apparently they did cut out a lot of his scenes. But like, do you know what his position in the movie was? What? He's the director of Monarch. And okay. He, he is on the screen for what? 4.2 seconds? Pretty much. I mean, I understand. Not everybody has the love of Lance Riddick that I do, which just means they have not watched both The Wire and The Fringe. Because I feel like if you've watched both Fringe and The Wire, you would understand why I have a wholehearted, deep and true love for Lance Riddick. He's just fantastic. And he shows up and says like, what? 2.7 words over 4.2 seconds. But yet we see Kyle Chandler's stupid fucking face again. Just like in King of the Monsters. And I don't really have any problems with Kyle Chandler. Other than I think his face is stupid because I saw it too much in the last damn movie. And I feel like I saw it too much in this movie too. Man. Alright. Let's go to spoilers. Oh yeah. Score. Um, I guess 25. Why the fuck are they using Ghidorah skulls out of 100? <laughs> Alright. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. 
All right, Jazz, to answer that question, what the fuck was the deal with Ghidorah's skull in this? Shoot, I was hoping you could tell me when they were like, oh, they're using him to create this psychotic <laughs> lake or whatever. I, I was like, huh? I didn't, know, I didn't understand. And it was just the skull. It wasn't even like it was his brain. No, no, no. Yeah. It was an empty fucking skull because apparently that's what bone does. You know, everybody has that telepathy bone. The fuck was that? Yeah, I don't know what that was. How come it what, wasn't his brain? I, I couldn't. I was like, wait, these, these are just bones. So is his brain somewhere? And I figured maybe there would be a scene where they have the brain wired or something. I don't know why they didn't just do that. I don't know. That was weird. Or maybe it was that like the they brain were... was in Mechagodzilla? Yeah, something. But no, I mean, it's a fucking empty ass skull that talks to a metal fucking thing. Yeah, I don't know what the, what that what was up with that. I don't know. Maybe they were thinking, oh, it would be cool if we could somehow pay some homage to him or something. But there are so many other ways you could have done that. They could have also said that, you know, part of Mechagodzilla's programming, we programmed um, him to mirror some of the strategies that Ghidorah used against Godzilla that were effective. You know, there were a hundred different ways you could have, like, you know, tipped the cap to Ghidorah without it being just his bones. And well, somehow that does a psychic connection, you know, to a machine. It's not even to another monster. It's to a machine. Yeah. Like, I understand that's to pay homage to the post credit scene where Charles Dance's character buys the Ghidorah head that Godzilla rips off halfway through the movie. I understand that's what it is. It's the payoff from that. Why didn't they just make Mecha Ghidorah then? Maybe that's the next movie. <laughs> no, they can't, because now it's just a skull. Like, that's the point of Mecha Ghidorah, is he's still got one Ghidorah head, or two, depending on what version and stuff. But, like, yeah, he's still supposed to be part Ghidorah, part machine. Why couldn't it have just mm. been that as the villain? And then you could have done, like, a nice post credit scene after, like, Kong and Godzilla beat Mecha Ghidorah. They could have gone, well, they beat him, but that was just a test run for this. And then show, like, a hint towards a Mecha Godzilla. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have made more sense than a Ghidorah head controls the Godzilla robot. I'm sorry, not a Ghidorah head, a Ghidorah skull, an empty fucking skull that they just have tubes coming out of. That was the most 90s bullshit I've ever seen of, oh, this is a technological thing. Let's just have random cables and tubes coming out of it. That makes it a supercomputer thing. I feel like yeah. that whole scene was just inspired by the end of fucking Superman three. <laughs> Pretty much. And you could tell that they moved so quickly. They weren't trying to explain any of that. Oh yeah. They're using Ghidorah's heads to establish the psychic connection. Skip next scene. And then it was just like, okay, look at him. He's making the connection now with Becca Godzilla. Like they, they, they went through that really fast. And that's like when a person mumbles because they kind of don't really want you to hear the stupid shit they said <laughs> like it's kind of one of those like or they speak really fast and hope that you hurt you kind of heard it but didn't so then they can't say that they didn't at least tell you or something like it was it, it felt like something like that they were like yeah we use those heads and that establishes connection. All right, let's look at the Mecha Godzilla. Look, ooh, look over here, Mecha Godzilla. It, it was kind of like you could tell that that didn't make any damn sense, and they would just try to explain that as quick as possible. Get in and get out. 
yeah, that's how they do it. Okay, now here's Godzilla. you know? You could tell it was totally crafted and cut that way from what I saw. Well, yeah, it was like a fight sequence from like the early 2000s when it's like Liam Neeson in a fight and he can't actually fight, so they just do a billion jump cuts real quick. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. they did with the explanation. But they did that with so many fucking things in this. Like, why was there a portal in the tunnel to the middle of the earth? I don't understand that. Because when they showed the hologram image of it, it showed that tunnel just go. And then yet, when they go through it, there's a portal. I didn't understand that. I also don't know why they needed Godzilla or King Kong to show them how to get there. Just go through the fucking tunnel. Like, look at the tunnel. There's no fucking maze to it. It's a straight line tunnel from Antarctica to the fucking middle of the earth. Just go down the tunnel. I do not understand why they needed to track King Kong going through it. Yeah. I don't either because, yeah, on the map thing, on that virtual map that they showed, it did just look like a straight shot. And even when Kong led them there or whatever, which really, and then there was a portal, but somehow Godzilla beamed down there. Yes, I hadn't even got to that yet. Godzilla beamed through the earth, Justin. He beamed (laughs) through the fucking earth. Yet, whenever he beams towards King Kong, it hits him, and he just stop, drops, and rolls, and he's fine. That fucking beam can go through the goddamn planet, but it gives King Kong the equivalent of a fucking rug burn? Yeah, like, it went through the damn planet, fool. I mean, that was just, I was like, what? Wait a minute, that's where they are? Well, then why did we need to go through the portal jump and all that shit? But yeah. Um, like, and that's why I'm like, it really got stupid at that part because I mean, I liked the, and it sucks because if there was a better way to explain all of that bullshit, it would have been so much better because I didn't mind the plot point that, okay, we've got to use, we, we, we have to have King Kong and because this is his original home. You know, maybe this is where his ancestors or where the Titans come from or whatever. And we're using a Titan to hopefully get us to where the Titans maybe originally came from. I didn't necessarily dislike that premise. The one good thing about that premise is that before it got like hella stupid there at the end when they got to the place, because then it was just like a bunch of non, well, nonsensical shit. Hella was just happening. It was a nonsensical overload. But what I liked about the premise is that it gave, it made King Kong an integral part of the story. It kind of made his travel with the humans a little more significant. So it wasn't like Kong was doing shit way over here. Then we cut to humans and they're doing shit over here. And it all seems unrelated. And just you, you just really, really don't care. I felt like this because there was this journey to get Kong somewhere, it did two things. It made what the humans were doing, it made Kong more integral to them because we need Kong to lead us to a place. It kept Kong on screen a lot. You know what I mean? When they were traveling with him, you constantly saw him. The the interactions that he was having with the little girl and all of the back and forth of that. And it felt like Kong was more integral to what those humans were doing. And they needed Kong for something. There was a need to get him from point A to point B. 
And the idea of Kong trying to get to his original home, I don't think that that's a bad idea. But man, the mo- but the moment they got that kind of drove most of the movie. And I at least like that one of the Titans was very integral to what those humans were trying to do. That helped the narrative. That was something that the last movie didn't have. So it helped this narrative. But when they got there, I was so fucking confused, dude. I was confused as hell when they got there. And I didn't understand how come there wasn't gravity in some places, but there was in others. Is there a sun down there? Like, how come it wasn't dark? I don't know, man. I have so many questions about the center of the world. I have so many questions about that place. I didn't understand it at all. And I don't think they did either. Because that was just a bunch of random shit, honestly. Well, (laughs) the whole idea of the center of the earth, like going back to even like the Jules Verne books and stuff like that, it kind of, the whole idea of why there's sunlight or mimicking of daylight in the middle of the earth has to do with like bioluminescent plants and stuff like that, where it's reflecting off of shit. And it gives like a false illusion of daytime, that type of situation. Hmm. It's dumb, but that's also that, that part at least is 1800s logic. You know what I mean? In this, they just had no logic and they went, "Eh, we'll just kind of loosely have 1800s logic and sure we'll make it work. But no, I'm right there with you. I I mean, I kind of, I accepted that they were going to do that journey with King Kong. I didn't necessarily like it. Because I'm tired of seeing fucking people. I just want to see some monsters fight. But I realize that nowadays they're going to have people in movies. Okay. So I accept it. (laughs) So I understand, like you said, it tied Kong to their plot. You know what I mean? So I accepted it. Because at least this time it meant that there was a kaiju somewhere on a fucking screen for a lot of the movie. If that's how yeah. I get to have my kaiju be on a fucking screen is doing some of this shit. Okay, fine. I'll suck it up and deal with it. But hey, come on. What what the fuck was the bullshit with the little girl? Fuck all that shit. Because also, why the fuck are they bringing the little girl into all this shit constantly? I understand. And they do it with the justification of bullshit lines of, oh, she's the reason why God's or King Kong's even going along on this. What? Why is everything tied to your plan, tied to a small child. What is wrong with you? In what universe is it okay to tie your plans with a kaiju to children? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think then, about the logic of that, that's really dumb. <laughs> they took a small child to Antarctica, Justin. Grown adults don't even always get to go to Antarctica, and they still took a small child there. And then... And then they went, oh, and you're going to take her to the center of the earth in this experimental aircraft that we don't know will actually protect you. And they did not bat an eye by getting a child ticket on that fucking plane. She didn't even have a booster seat to fit in the seatbelts properly. And they just threw her on there. And then towards the end of the movie, they went, hey, Hong Kong's getting destroyed by these monsters. Yes, it is completely safe for you to be in the middle of the fucking street as this shit is going down. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Anyway, but like I said, I understood all that. I kind of accepted it. 
like you, you know, like you said that you, you liked it, you know, I accepted it, but you liked it of them tying those two points together. And then they get to the middle of the earth and they went, yeah, we need to find this energy source. So I thought they were going to get like a rock or something and take it back. And that was going to power up Mecha Godzilla. But no, they went, this is the energy signal of this rock. Like it's a fucking video game. They video gamed that shit, Justin. They got the <laughs> yeah. energy si signature of that, that energy source. And then they went, yep, we can make that instantaneously now. And it now powers our robot. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> like, it just, I mean, would you even be able to connect down there? I mean, how? I mean, I thought they went, dude. See, and that's the thing. Like, I thought they went through a portal. I thought they went somewhere where, like, this just this, like, how would anything work down there? How would anything work? How would anything, like, <laughs> that was just. It's the equivalent it said, of they went down there took a picture of a dinosaur and then it's like if it was Jurassic Park and they went, yep, we just made it. We already have it now. And you're like, I just sent you yeah. the picture and they're like, yeah, I know we made it. We saw the picture. We made it like that's not how shit works. They can't take a picture of an energy source and then then they just go, yep, we can now recreate that energy. What the fuck was that? And then on top of it, that's what made Mechagodzilla sentient. Are you fucking serious? It made him goddamn sentient. And then on top of that, <laughs> gave him unlimited power. He had unlimited. This motherfucker couldn't go more than 15 minutes on the way they were powering it up before. And now he gets it and he can power beam no less than 97,000 times and use all his booster rockets and energy fields and this and that. What the fuck? Off a picture, off a fucking Polaroid of energy. What the literal fuck? fuck was going on in this goddamn movie <laughs> man the technology is just man they're just so advanced man with what they could do they can go into the ground not need suits or nothing you know they, they i mean it was just that they were just technical marvels dude just all over the place and they are apex i mean that's what he said they're the apex yeah. of technology so i guess that's that's what they are it's in the name man <laughs> i mean and then I, I love how their ships also double as defibrillator pads. And I love that like Alexander Skarsgård's yeah. character gets in the shit when it's down in the hollow earth and goes, I don't know how to fly this. Then he's like a technical expert of it by the time they get up to like the surface. Like not only is he able to barely dodge fucking King Kong like it was the Universal Studios ride. That was funny. Spirals. That was funny. I think that was an homage to that. <laughs> oh no i accepted that i did not accept two seconds later when it like did a tony hawk grind against godzilla's energy beam that can go through the earth yeah through the earth and then he knows exactly what to do to make it just do an energy explosion he knew all the right buttons to hit like that's what i'm saying he became a fucking master at that fucking machine just from flying it the one time and I understand that sounds like I'm nitpicking, but so much of the end of this movie, like the logical jumps it was making kept were so jarring to me that I did not have like a comfortable time watching it, like from pretty much the middle of the earth on because I was just getting jarred out of the movie constantly. It's like every time the movie started getting its groove back, 
they show me a stupid human face, which pisses me off, or they would just do some more bullshit. And I'd be like, wait, what, what, what did they just say? And I'd feel the need to rewind it. I guess it's a good thing I watched it at home on HBO Max because I had the ability to hit 10 seconds back and go, that motherfucker really just said that shit. <laughs> like, that shit just happened. And also, for the love of God, this is 2021. I know this movie was supposed to come out last year, but this is 2021. Can we stop having robots have oil blood? For the love of fucking everything that is sacred and holy in the universe. Can robots stop oil bleeding? Please. Just <laughs> please. I thought we learned that lesson in the Transformers movies. That it's just fucking dumb. But no. This movie fucking went God of War with that shit. And just gallons and gallons. I mean, I understand. It's a huge fucking machine. But still. That was just beyond fucking dumb. Man, that was bad, but before he was bleeding oil, man, Mecha Godzilla was <laughs> Mecha Godzilla was demoing though when he came out. See, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> was, I have so many problems with this though. He was so many problems with it. Though. Because he just comes out and he's acting like Godzilla. I have problems with that. Because he's a robot. And I understand. Maybe he's meant to like mimic Godzilla. I get that. But why sometimes would he get hit? Would he have a robot facial expression of, ow, that hurt? He's a goddamn robot. He doesn't have feelings. And I'm just talking about neurotransmitters. He does not have the ability to feel shit hit him. Why would he act like he did? That bothered me. And then, yeah, like, so King Kong has that, that energizable axe, right? It's, you know, made from a ancient Godzilla scale. It's charged up earlier in the movie, and he hits Godzilla in the thigh with it. And Godzilla just goes, ha, mere scratch, and tosses that shit out of him. And it's a charged up one. It's all blue and sparkly. So we know it's charged. And he, Godzilla takes one of those to the thigh. Yet Mechagodzilla gets straight cut like a fucking cooked potato with that thing when it's supercharged. Then why couldn't Godzilla just rip him apart? If Godzilla is strong enough and tough enough to take a charged axe hit to the thigh and just walk it off, yet it goes through Mechagodzilla like he's a wet piece of paper. Like a knife through butter. Yeah, a hot knife through melted butter. Like, why, why, why couldn't Godzilla just rip him apart? It makes no sense. And that's what I was saying. I liked a lot of the King Kong Godzilla stuff. I even kind of like looked past the weirdness of them being able to fight on top of an aircraft carrier. Cause motherfuckers, we know that can't happen. That shit would have sank in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> but I accepted it. Cause you know what? It was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. You know what I mean? I accepted it. Cause I was like, you know what? That's dumb, but it looks nice. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm on this roller coaster. But that, that Mecha Godzilla fight just drove me nuts. Drove me nuts. Like, there were so many times that if Mecha Godzilla did the same shit to King Kong that he did to Godzilla, he would have destroyed him in 5.2 seconds. Like, yeah. Like, there's this one scene in particular when Godzilla has one of his arms 
and King Kong has the other one, and then he shoots a bunch of missiles at Godzilla. Why didn't he just shoot those at King Kong? It would have killed him. He'd have been dead because he doesn't have, like, scale armor. It would have just killed him. But no, he conveniently only missilefies Godzilla. Yeah, that's true. He made the wrong decision there. He definitely did. And also, how many times can King Kong stick his hands in a, like, energy-breathing monster's mouth and not lose his fucking fingers? He did it to both Godzilla and Mechagodzilla. His hand is in the barrel of the gun, and it does nothing to him. What? And these beams can go through the earth. I'm just positing that Mechagodzilla's can too, because he was able to overpower Godzilla's one that we have empirical evidence could go through a planet. And yet, apparently, King Kong's fingers are just the most durable substance in the universe. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I really did not like that final fight. I can tell. I can I can see. I mean, where did the axe come from? I mean, I just had so many questions about like why was that there? Well what where I can accept the axe because the logic behind it is that it was made by his ancestors when they lived in the middle of the earth, and so did the Godzilla ancestors. So like that was like a relic of the ancient battles they kept referencing in the movie. Well, I get that, but it's just funny how, like, that place that he went was so bare, and that one thing, I mean, you know, it just, uh, like, why weren't there multiple of those? Why wouldn't, I mean, was it... Well, my issue is, why was it one... a key? Why was it an energy key? How did the yeah, ancient I was about King to Kong say... make an energy key out of it? Exactly. This thing was a weapon. It was a key. It was a, that's what I was about to say. Like, why was it all of these things and served all these functions? Like, and there just weren't enough questions answered about how it got there, what it exactly, how that was constructed or anything. I mean, there was just nothing. There was just nothing. It was just nothing there to really answer any questions. And then it was just like, well, oh, let me pick this up. I mean, it was like when in a game, like in old video games where you so walk into a room and there's like an just a video game and there's just a key item that you can use that that's what it felt like yeah, an item is there and there's no logic for why it's there but but except for the programmers put it in this room that's what that felt like <laughs> well yeah like i said like earlier with the whole energy signature thing when it's like oh like in an old video game when it's like oh we need to get the energy signature to beat to make this ray, you have to go collect all the different things to make the signature. Oh, we have it. Now we can make this weapon. It was the same thing with that. Like, it, I, yeah, you're right. It's the exact same thing with his axe. Like, oh, of course, the one item in this cave is also the key to this, the key to that, this, that, this, everything. It's really a lot like playing the first Resident Evil game. But the problem is, yeah, that was 20 plus years ago when that was fine. Yeah. Good point, because you would just walk into rooms and there would be, I don't know, a rocket launcher. You know, maybe you could argue that it was left there by um, a, a Raccoon City Police Department member or a STARS member, a Bravo team or whatever. But, I mean, would it really just be there shining? I mean, shining, oh boy, just shining, waiting for you to pick it up. Like, or why is it like in go? a police department? You have to get two jewels to unlock a door. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't go in here. I can't. The door is locked. A carving of a shield. Uh, shoot the the handle and go the hell into the door. I mean, you're trying to survive. Like, why do you need keys to go anywhere? You know, but video games. And then and, th- and that's what this was. It was like, oh well, this uh, item is here. Let me see how many ways I could use it. Do this, do that, do this, do that. I mean, damn. How come? I mean, and then like, I mean, like even the reason why he went in there, it was even weird to me that he was happy. Kong was happy to be down there. Like one of the reasons why he went into that tunnel was because they told the little girl to tell him your family could be there, you know? I mean, but there was nobody there, so... I mean, is he just happy to be there by himself? I, I don't know. That was just... He was happy to finally find a chair big enough to sit him. I mean, that just... That that was just weird to me that he was happy to be there by himself. Like, that there was, you know... I, I don't know. That, that just didn't seem like the happiest place to be. It's just nobody here but you and your axe and a bunch of random beast things that inhabit the area and you're just there by yourself i don't know that didn't seem any better than where he was but at least he had the connection with the girl at least there was somebody there you could communicate with and kind of understood you and had a connection with but i i guess she could visit the well yeah she lived in the middle of the earth at the end of the movie yeah i guess yeah she could visit him in the upside down or Whatever it is. Yeah, I forgot that Millie Bob Thornton was in this. Oh, Billy Bob. Yeah, Millie Bob. <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown, but now her name is Millie Bob Thornton. Bill, or her Billy Bob Brown. Yep. <laughs> She's that, that better business bureau. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on top of that, and then I, I hated almost every one of the scenes she was in. Every single one of them. And they had... A Brian Tyrese Henry, or Brian Tyree Henry, who I love. I love him. God, he was fucking stupid in this movie. Like, how the fuck do you work for a company, Apex, and nobody realized that apparently you were also the host of apparently the most popular, like, monster podcast out there? Yeah, they would have known about that. I didn't buy that. This company, with all these secrets and everything, wouldn't have known who he was. Though I did like him. I liked the podcaster. He had funny lines. I laughed Man, at some of his lines. I didn't. He made it seem like you could just record a podcast in your car. I can tell you now, people, <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> yep, it definitely isn't. Yeah, you you know, and well, we know that firsthand. But, you know, like like whenever uh, Mechagodzilla shot the, the, the Grandmaster, Grandmaster Apex Caster, Whatever that guy was, the one who the 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 mastermind behind Mechagodzilla yeah, when guy. he was doing his yes when he was doing his villain speech and he got blasted by Mechagodzilla. I thought it was funny when um <laughs> when Brian was like, "Oh, I wanted to hear the rest of his speech." You know, that was just dumb stuff, and that's why I felt like this was very self aware because those characters like that would often kind of say things that were just cheesy and dumb. And you just got the sense that this was, that this knew that it was silly. You know what I mean? It knew 
that that it was dumb. That doesn't mean I can forgive all of the illogical steps in it, obviously, but um, but but it, you just got the sense with with scenes like that and stuff that they were doing that they clearly knew that they were like, okay, guys, look, we know y'all know this is some bullshit, but let, we got to get from one fight to the next, you know. <laughs> yeah, and to me, they just could have done it without all that bullshit. I mean, I think some of the things that I like drove me nuts with some of that is especially that character, the Brian Tyree Henry character. He was like four inches away from two different energy blasts that can melt planets <laughs> and was fine. And didn't even need an ointment to heal burns. Just fine. And I mean, I guess yeah, one of the was. other problems I had is like Apex has the ability to create hyperloop systems and magnetic railways underneath the surface of the earth to go from like Hong Kong to Florida super easily, but can't figure out how to get to the middle of the earth when they have a literal map of the tunnels. What the fuck? They need King Kong to show them. I th like, <laughs> I understand that they wanted to have King Kong show them how to get there. I get that. I'm fine with that. Don't show me the fucking map that you have that shows you how to get there anyway. Yeah. Just don't have the map. Like, oh, we, we know it's somewhere over here, but we don't know where or... We we think we're getting close, but we're not sure. Or nobody wanted to go in the, the the darkness of the tunnel, or whatever the case may be. You know, come up with something that doesn't already show us that there's just a straight shot to this place. <laughs> well, like especially because Alexander Skarsgård's brother in the movie had apparently made it to the middle of the Earth, but the problem was is when he went through the portal and got launched into the other like side. And then it, when it inversed gravity on him, he then like more or less fell to his death, right? That's like, I, I'm assuming that's my understanding of how he died. So then why did they need King Kong had to show him how to get there? He already knew how to get there. If you just have the ship, you're fine. Like the ship fixed the problems that his brother died from. You still don't need King Kong to do it. Like I said, I understand why they wanted King Kong to do it, but this movie showed me no reason why he needed to do it. Yeah. Because they didn't know that they needed him to pick up the axe key. They didn't know the axe key existed. Yeah, they didn't know any of that. Also, this movie makes all the people of Hong Kong seem rather stupid because there are several scenes where it just shows people in Hong Kong right in the middle of this action happening, and they are just narrowly going, oh, shit, we need to run away now. Like, there's one scene with, like, scene with the subway where they're like, all these people are running down the stairs to the subway. Why were you just now running there? They were already destroying the city. Why were you waiting till they were on your street? Because they showed that it's not like one of those things where, oh, they're on the other side of town. They can't get over here. Man, Godzilla was throwing King Kong like halfway across the city all the time and vice versa. You know what I mean? He was shooting energy blasts all over the city. And these people were waiting till they were a block away to go, fuck, we need to move now. Like there was also a scene from inside a skyscraper where everybody's like at a restaurant and they see like King Kong or Godzilla, one of the two get knocked into the building across the street from them. And I'm like, they've been fighting for like 10 minutes already. Why the fuck are you still sitting in the middle of the building? Just enjoying your lovely dinner. What the fuck? I know it was kind of to pay homage to the old ones, but the whole point of the old ones was as soon as Godzilla showed up, People ran away, not, oh, he's down my street. Maybe I should move now. 
I really didn't like this movie. Also, I can tell. Why the fuck was that computer just so easily thwarted by alcohol? Like, I understand electronics don't like water. But do you know what I've never seen? A computer just spark because it got water poured on it. I've seen shit die. I've never really seen sparks from it. And I know it's possible because if water ends up on like something that's a power supply, then it would then draw current that could hit other things and could cause sparks and everything like that. I get the logic behind it, but it's just like, why is everything in that section of the computer, all the sparky shit? And like, it, I, I, it was just, to me, it was such a convenient thing. Like, and I guess that was my problem with the, the whole last half of the movie. Everything was so fucking convenient plot wise. Everything. Everything was convenient. They needed to deposit the, the Mecha Godzilla for five seconds. So they pour a flask onto it. It caused some sparky sparks that caused him to like power down for half a second. But why does he need to do that? Why does he need a satellite satellite uplink to that computer? Because he's not being piloted anymore. So why does he need that uplink still? What does that uplink really do? Nothing. Makes no fucking sense. But it was just, like I said, a little another convenient MacGuffin to have him do it. Like, oh, fuck, it's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much I think that the ongoing pattern here is that, yeah, the stuff, and pretty much that is what it is. The stuff that the that the plot lines that the humans were doing and involved in really is kind of the the part that is the most nonsensical part of this. But but really, I think the heart of this movie is just the fighting with um uh Godzilla Kong. That that's really what people pay to see. I don't think anybody's paying to see what the podcast character does. I think that really it's just more about what the those characters did. Um, and to that, because I don't know if we talked enough about just the battling that they did. I liked how they fought multiple times. I, I think that that was I dug that instead of it being this whole big build and they only kind of run into each other a little bit and you're building to kind of this big showdown at the end. I like how they fought multiple times. I like how. um you know, all the stuff with the naval ships and stuff. The cool thing about that was that, you know, I like that Godzilla clearly, they showed how much of an advantage he had when water was involved. Now, what was dumb about it was the part where they were like, turn off everything and it'll make Godzilla thing. And Godzilla just looked at it. He just <laughs> stared at won. it like, huh. Yeah. I guess I did win. Huh. Cool. It'll, and went away. It'll, It'll make Godzilla think that he won. And I mean, I was I was just sitting there going, he has eyes. He can see. <laughs> he looked at King Kong and King Kong looked at him and then just closed his eyes going, nope, I'm dead. Godzilla saw him close his eyes, motherfucker. He saw it happen. Yeah. It just went like, I did it. Cool. And went away. Yeah. That that uh <laughs> that that made me laugh so hard. I was like, "What? I mean, he can see him. Like he can see him. What would the removing the power do?" But 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 the fighting was cool, and I like how Godzilla had the advantage there. And then they fought a second time, and I like how Kong 
kind of got one up on him a little bit that second time. So I liked how that they seemed to kind of be learning from each other. It was almost like you got multiple rounds of the fight. And I thought that that was a smart strategy. Also, um, I, I like the fact that Godzilla did definitively beat King Kong. I like that that happened too. You know, uh, we all know if, if you're anybody that, that, that even remotely kind of is a fan of these characters and knows these characters, we all know that the, that, that the, that the real answer to the question of who would beat Godzilla out of it could, could King Kong beat Godzilla? The answer to that should be no. If, if you know the characters and you know what they could do, I mean, obviously King Kong can't beat Godzilla. So I like the fact that he lost to Godzilla. I like that 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 Godzilla definitively beat him. And then um and, and so then but then Kong being the iconic character that he is, not really being the bad guy of this. Um also uh that that was kind of the character that they that storyline-wise we had more of a connection with. He felt, you know, the 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 humans had more of a connection with him. Him and that little girl, you know, that was, he was the emotional crux of this. So even though he lost, I like how he got to kind of redeem himself and save face with Mechagodzilla. That all worked for me. You know, I think they made the right decisions with all of that. And I guess that's why I left overall with it being satisfying, because when it came to the fighting, all of that, I thought, was they did it the right way. They they fought. Mo- you got to see multiple fights with them. You got to see them both kind of win a quote unquote round apiece. And then even though Kong lost, he got to save some face at the end. So, OK, cool. I, I was cool with all of that. But, yeah, you are right. The the axe and then him needing that to 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 like. And, and I guess, you know, Kong needed something. They needed to pick, he needed to have something in order to compete with these people and all this stuff. But man, that little axe thing, man, I almost would have preferred it if him and Godzilla would have just done some tag teaming against that Mecha Godzilla and just kind of like whooped his ass without that shit. But I don't know. Maybe they just thought, well, how would King Kong be able to hurt this Mecha if Godzilla can't, you know, if he's supposed to be formidable for Godzilla, could Kong really hurt him? So I don't know. Maybe they just thought they they needed Kong to have a weapon of sorts. So even though I don't agree with like everything with the weapon, the 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 center of the universe, I, I didn't agree with any of that stuff. But I do like the result that they got to. I, I like the how the fighting with Kong and Godzilla um, happened and then them needing to team up to be Mecha Godzilla. I feel like there was, I mean, what else could you do with this movie? You know, what other direction could they have gone? I did feel like the right decisions were made in that regard. It was just stupid how we got there, but but we'll see. They did make the right decisions with the fighting. Like that was my problem though is that so much of this movie was them not fighting and it was just them getting to the fights. And I was just, the way they got there was just so fucking dreadful. Honestly, I don't understand why they did the whole 
Godzilla had to power up the axe to like allow King Kong to beat him. Why didn't Godzilla just, I don't know, atomic breath his head off because his back was to him. Instead of shooting the axe, which was like 50 feet the other direction, why didn't he just shoot the back of Mechagodzilla's head with the, that blast and just end it there? Like, why didn't he just do that? Yeah, that's a good point. Especially since you blew your load and told us that his blast can go through the freaking earth. And man, that was such a mistake. <laughs> like, I mean, if they if you don't show us that, then maybe we don't think that his blast could hurt yep. Mecca. You yep. know, if you don't do that, it, 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 it you know, then it answers. But, you know, maybe and that's somebody going, you know, what would be cool if he just blasted all the way down there and almost hit and, and then almost kills King Kong. And while that may sound like a cool idea, somebody there should have been like, well, but I mean, if we make his beam that his atomic breath that strong, doesn't that cause problems for other things? And somebody, there should have been somebody to shoot that idea down. And apparently there wasn't, you know. See, I understand <laughs> why they did that, because they needed King Kong to get to Hong Kong right away. I get it. That's a very easy fix, though. Once he gets the axe, all of a sudden it's like he just runs away. You know how like Godzilla could sense King Kong because he was an alpha? Why couldn't King Kong do the same thing once he got the axe? And then all of a sudden just run through this other way and go through a tunnel that brought him up to Hong Kong. Like one of the hollow earth yeah. tunnels and just bring him to Hong Kong. Like why? Yeah. Also, I had really big problems with them just going, King Kong's an alpha too. Why? He's beaten like two kaiju ever. He beat that squid. And I only say that loosely because in the movie, when they're doing that like NCAA tournament bracket of shit they've beat, they count the... the the skull devil and that giant squid that King Kong beat in his movie as his kaiju wins. I'm like, that didn't make him an alpha considering, I don't know, Godzilla beat 90,000 other monsters. Like I, what? I don't, I just don't understand why, like how King Kong was considered an alpha. You know what I mean? I just, I don't understand that. And if like skull Island was like, the hollow earth, but on land and it had its own kaijus and stuff like that. And those little skull de devil things from that movie could go from the center of the earth to skull Island and same with the squid and all this other stuff. Why couldn't Godzilla go through the middle of the earth and just go there and fight King Kong there? Because they showed in the second movie that Godzilla would use those tunnels and shit. Yeah, that's true. And actually, if they if if he would have jumped down there, I really think they should have done that. He should have taken the tunnels or when he b burned atomic breath that it did down there, they should have fought down there because then you could have had them fighting with reverse crazy gravity. And you could have actually had them floating around doing crazy shit. It, 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 and even if it was just for an exchange or two and then somebody gets thrown back up into Hong Kong, that would have probably been tight. <laughs> you could have had See, some, like, Doctor Strange, Matrix, Inception, Kong versus Godzilla fighting. Now, come on, dude. You, you, that would have been raw as fuck. And then, well, like, if you, you could have had, like, 
you know, Godzilla shooting his beam, but then the reverse gravity makes it turn curve and all this kind of crazy stuff. You could have really done some crazy stuff. Other beasts could have shown up and they could have been, you know, fighting them off while also trying to fight each other. You really could have done some fun stuff if Godzilla would have just came down there. Well, see, I don't think they would have needed to go to Hong Kong if they did that. Because, A, I think that that would have truly actually tilted the fight into King Kong's favor. Because, like, of all the acrobatics he could do as an ape, with the whole less gravity thing and all this other stuff, would have given him a true benefit over Godzilla, more so than an axe. But then think about this. Then they could have been like, oh, like, one of the things they could have done after they went down there and they realized they could survive it. And, like, King Kong and Godzilla are fighting down there and all this other stuff. Then that's whenever the company brings Mechagodzilla down there and harvests the energy from there directly instead of doing the whole let's capture a picture of it bullshit. Ah, And then Mechagodzilla and them could have fought down there. Yeah, he could have harnessed. Yeah, they could have brought him there and that's how he harnessed the power. Yes, that that's that that's that could have been and that could have easily been explained. They could have tried this connector thing and been like, man, there's no way to access it from up here. And then you just have the the grandmaster guy, the evil guy, get the bright, you know, the light bulb moment. And he goes, then maybe we need to bring our we need to bring Mecca to the source done. And then he's there and everybody is floating around doing Titan fight and floating around doing crazy shit. And that might have been kind of awesome and he has jetpacks on him so then he would have been okay like with the less gravity and so it would have been like a more beneficial fight to everybody yeah and that's something we've never seen before we've seen these guys throw around and get thrown around cities and buildings and people running i mean yeah that's traditional stuff we've seen all that shit a million times that would have actually made this completely different from any of movie like this you know yeah and then king kong and godzilla afterwards can just like look at each other and king kong could go swing on some trees or jump on some floaty rocks or whatever and godzilla just like go into the water and go back up you know into the oceans and shit i mean just think about all the stuff you gotta do i even think i saw a volcano that was upside down or something you could have put Mecca's head into a volcano or some shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> you could have done so much cool shit down there, you know? Yeah, but no, they want to be all stupid about it. So, like, there's a lot of talks about, like, what do they do next now? Like, what can you really do now? You've gotten rid of most of Godzilla's actual foes with a lot. Of, I mean, I know he's got a lot more, but a lot of your more recognizable foes. And so one of the talks is that they might do a prequel movie that actually goes back in time to show like the war between the Kongs and the Zillas, like the ancient rivalry they had and shit. And I think that'd be so cool just for the sheer fact that it'd be all prehistoric times and shit. And then that means there's no people. <laughs> yeah. And it's just Kong and Zillas fighting. Honestly, I'm very simple. The more of that you have in the movie and the less people you have, the better. I don't need all this extra shit. I just need to see some big shit fight other big shit. That's really all I need. It's just these movies are getting so bogged down by having people's faces in it. And they always have to be recognizable people. They have to get these big name actors to show their stupid 
fucking mugs. Tired of it. Yeah, I totally get that. And it and it kind of sucks because it feels like almost a double-edged sword. Like how, I mean, you, you, because on one end, you do have to have humans in it. I mean, they, they, they have to do something. There has to be you say something that. that connects with the audience. Yes. Um, and that you is have just the studio fighting. Yeah. And then you have the studio that doesn't want, you know, like you were telling me something about how like the people who, own Godzilla or one of the studios or something was saying that they really don't want Godzilla to emote. So, you know, so there's, there are hurdles that, that you have to jump with this. Uh, that that's, I think that's another reason why I enjoyed this more because Kong brought a human, a more human relatable element to this, which is why I think this movie works more than the last one did. But you know, they're they're not going to do one of these movies without a human element. I don't know how you could do it, you know? So how do you improve on this formula? Just do as less as possible? Do, yes. um, you know, I guess the, the best thing you could do is minimize it, but you can't get rid of it completely, you know? I mean, I don't know, Justin. I don't need a human element in my monster fights. I don't. I don't need a human connection. I just need to see monsters fight. So I guess that's where I'm coming from with it. And the whole no emoting thing that comes from Toho, who they own the rights to Godzilla. Legendary Pictures is licensing Godzilla for these movies. And one of the rules Toho made was Godzilla is not allowed to emote because very much like they tried to portray him in the last two movies, Godzilla is supposed to be a force of nature. He's not supposed to have emotions. He is above all that. Yeah. He is just a being of dominance. And so that's his point. And that's why I'm okay with that whole role. And like I said, I don't need Godzilla or I don't need King Kong to emote either for that matter. I just need to see some motherfuckers fight. If they just give me an hour and a half of monsters beating the fuck out of each other in awesome ways and not a single fucking word of dialogue because there's no people around. God, I'd be in fucking heaven. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I totally get it. So, so really, you could have just found a YouTube video later where they just edit nothing but the fighting, and you'd be good with that. Yeah, <laughs> just that's all no, I need. Yep, just put just just give me a YouTube video where you just edit in all of the fighting, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's truly all I need. It's just. 100% just monsters beating the fuck out of each other. I essentially need this to be an actual live action version of the video game Rampage, where it's just monsters destroying shit and fighting each other. That's all I really need. You know, you know, like the video games, the Godzilla video games, where it's just like a fighting game with monsters? That. <laughs> I mean, I'd even be down. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with them having people if they have to. But... Quit making it big name actors. Make it a bunch of fucking nobodies that I don't care about. I almost because I don't want to see their faces. Show me their faces. The absolute minimum, absolutely required. Just the absolute bare minimum, and have it faces that I'm not going to care if they're in other movies because I'm just going to end up hating them every time you show me their face, and I don't want to hate them in other movies. 
So maybe I am actually glad that they like relegated Lance Riddick down to a cameo because I might have ended up hating him if they kept showing his face <laughs> like they did with everybody else. <laughs> like, I really am not looking forward to Stranger Things season four because I'm tired of seeing Billy Bobby Brown's face. <laughs> Her just stupid face has been in too many of my Godzilla movies and I'm tired of it. Well, yeah. Um, Millie. What even was that storyline? I think that was what I li- I liked the least, though. That little trio and what they were doing. And I like that little kid, too. The other kid. Because he's in Hunt oh, for yeah. the Wilder People and he was good in Deadpool, too. I like him. Not anymore. Because yeah. it's all his face too fucking much. I mean, these movies are just notorious for taking actors I like and making me hate them. Like, I like Rebecca Hall. I think Rebecca Hall's great. Not anymore. Man, dude. Also, soured you on everyone, huh? Do what? I said this really just soured you on everyone, huh? It did, dude. Soured. It's like I ate Sour Patch Kids, but all sour. <laughs> like there was no sweet on the inside. It was just all sour. Ugh. Ugh. Like, did you? And I don't know if anybody else recognized this or noticed this, but um, what's his name? Ken Wanatabe from the second movie. I guess wasn't he in the first movie too? Anyway, um. His son is the guy that pilots the kite or pilots the Mechagodzilla in the Ghidorah skull. That's his son in canon. Not th- I'm not talking about actor wise, but in the story, that's his son. So that means his son betrayed his father's like like reverence for Godzilla, and they don't even touch on that. They, that's what one of the things that I guess that bothers me is that they go through the motions of doing something like that. But then they don't even have any explanation behind it. And then it makes me go, then why do you even do it? And I'm saying that from somebody that wants even no people in it. But if you're going to do this shit with the people, then do it. Don't kind of half-ass it all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even, man, that, that sucks that they didn't try to incorporate something with that because that's kind of interesting. But yeah, they just. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, it's eh. kind of interesting and they do nothing with it, but they've got no problem throwing all this other uninteresting bullshit into it. Like, where are they getting all those little skull devils from that they had, like, in that pod with the trio when they went all the way across the world? Like, where did they get those from? Those were on Skull Island. But the Skull Island is like in a constant rainstorm with the exception of in the dome. Were they secretly going in the dome and raiding those things out? And if so, why are they going all the way to Skull Island to bring them all the way back to Florida to then take them all the way back to near Skull Island with Hong Kong? And also, where are the other kaiju? Like, the, 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 all the kaiju that, like, bowed to Godzilla at the end of the last movie, did they all just fucking disappear? Yeah, where did they go? <laughs> They're just gone. And, like, it explicitly states Godzilla did not kill them because they all just kind of showed up in Boston and bowed to him. Maybe a group vacation or they went to train or something. I don't know. <laughs> like they, they weren't booked. They, they weren't booked. They just went back to sleep. <laughs> they just went back to where they came from and went back to sleep. They're like, well, we bowed to Godzilla. It's time for a nap again. Let's go there. And Godzilla's just run around the ocean. Also, yeah, why how does Godzilla sense Mecha Godzilla? When it's just his eyeball there, it's just his eyeball in Florida, <laughs> and he senses that 
but doesn't sense the whole ass robot in Hong Kong. <laughs> I mean, he kind of does because he goes there to technically destroy it, but then gets distracted by King Kong in the middle of the earth. And so he, he burrows a t- like or blasts a tunnel to the middle of the earth to go, hey, ha- uh, King Kong, I got you. I know you're doing shit down there. I'm going to do that instead of doing this thing that I sensed was a threat to me. Like, how much of a threat was King Kong with an axe in the middle of the earth at that moment? None. What was the more imminent threat, Godzilla? The fucking full-ass robot that you were there to destroy but forgot about. The more I think about it, the more I fucking don't like this movie. Yeah, he should have remembered Mecha. watch it twice? God damn it. Yeah, you did. You went through it twice. But he should have remembered Mecca because Mecca was deep on him, dude. I mean, man, dude, that that rocket jetpack, that jetpack forearm MMA elbow. One time he he man, he was he deboed Godzilla, man. He was throwing them all around, throw going to this building, side control, head control, building control. One time he knocked him up against the building, then he gave him a knee and then gave him some jabs to the gut. I was like, man, dude, Mecca was Mecca was killing him. I, I told a friend that if this was on if this if ESPN was analyzing this the next day, some of them might be talking about Godzilla's retirement, man. He let an amateur fighter in Kong take him to the limit, and then he escaped with his life against Mega Godzilla. Is it time to hang it up, man? Is it time for Godzilla? And then King Kong <laughs> wipes the fucking floor with Mega Godzilla at the end of that. Just decimates him. I mean, it was so damn weird. It's like, Mecha Godzilla was just built slow solely to beat Godzilla and not any other kaiju, which is a big problem because we even all right, say he beat Godzilla. All right, say he beat Godzilla and Godzilla's dead. But that was the only thing he was useful against. King Kong ultimately just destroyed the fuck out of him. Fucking that means any of these other motherfuckers could have shown up and he would have gone, huh? I don't know how to fight you, and just gotten his ass beat. Yep. He got his ass beat by that possible. gigantic mastodon fucking thing. Yep, that is very possible because it just seemed like he was equipped only to handle Godzilla, which he damn well could do. I mean, he hella did that shit. But yeah, he was equipped I think so against, much to beat him that he had rockets only on the Godzilla side. Yeah, man, he was he was ready for him. He was equipped. Boy, he was ready for Godzilla. He had been training. Like, I mean, that that was a marquee matchup. He had been training, man. His Rocky montage must have been just excellent, dude. Like, he was ready for that fight, dude. But that's I mean, the thing is, he wasn't. He'd only been alive for, like, what, five minutes at a time before that? <laughs> he didn't do any training. He just fought some <laughs> shit that he could beat for five minutes. I know, man. And that's why I'm Godzilla, man. You need to get in the gym, bro. You got to keep training, man. You you sitting on that throne too much, man. But you letting these amateur fighters come in here and wreck you, fool. Come on, Godzilla, man. You're supposed to be the man, dude. You, you, you're supposed to be that guy. I, I'm going to need you to. I'm going to need you to get back in the gym, brother. Stay off the throne, man. Get back. Hit the bag, Godzilla. Hit the bag, man. Man, yeah, he beat Ghidorah and then just swam around for three years. <laughs> Not doing a single ounce of training. Just swimming at a leisurely pace. I felt so bad for him when Mecca was on his ass. I, mean, I felt bad 
form. Like, why is I was just like, why is he getting depot like this? I mean, it was shocking, man. And that's why I had so much issue with the end of it. Because King Kong just hits him five times and he's in like 90 pieces. Man. With an axe that he couldn't even beat Godzilla with. That he's just able to decimate Mecha Godzilla with. And then but you couldn't tell that because Mecha Godzilla was just literally wiping the fucking ground with Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, it was really on some rock, paper, scissors, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> I it mean, was. they just. Zilla beats Kong, Kong beats Mech, Mech beats Zilla. <laughs> Base. They were doing that dead or alive mechanics. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it was. Man, oh, man. So, will you be watching it a third time? Fuck no. I'm never watching this shit again. <laughs> oh, damn. I only watched it a second time because I watched it this last weekend. And I was like, man, I want to make sure I've got this fresh in my mind. And the entire time I'm watching it, I'm going, why the fuck did I do this again? I'm just upset with myself. You got any more thoughts about this movie? Nah, man. I'm good. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Simulators Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com or Facebook where we're Cinema Slayers Podcast or Twitter and Instagram where we are Cinema underscore Slayers. You would think by now I would not trip up on the same thing I say every fucking time, but apparently I still do. Uh, give us a rating and review, five stars, that'd be great. Tell family, tell your friends, and just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. something a little different today we're not gonna do a song somebody else but here's here's your esp analysis of godzilla versus kong welcome everybody and before we get on with the show i've just got a hot take for you godzilla looked terrible out there guys he was too slow he couldn't handle the barrage of punches that mecca was throwing at him and he let an amateur fighter like king kong take him to the absolute limit now guys i know that godzilla is a first ballot hall of famer i'm not taking anything away from his accomplishments but guys if you saw the same fight i saw it may be only a matter of time before the king of the monsters is no longer the king. Let alone he lit something that was literally alive for 10 minutes, beat his ass. <laughs> An untrained fighter, just some random spectator in the crowd, beat his ass. <laughs>